The title is, Tana, a tree is known by its fruit. Ouch. <laughs> some said, ouch, some said, oh me. Others went, yay. Come on, a tree is known by its fruit. And so I want us to go to the Word of God because I don't partake in it, but I'm very aware of it, the amount of information and stuff that comes through the, the social media. Um, and in there is all kinds of doctrines, information, theories. Um, I mean, I hear them in the world joking about, now I'll just go and check out Dr. Google. Well, you better hope Dr. Google has the right thing, otherwise you may not look so good. You know what I'm saying? Um, and I've said it before, and I'll keep saying it. Um, you filter everything through the Word of God. Don't take anything for granted in today's day and age. There's so many opinions. There's so many theories. And so who do you believe? Well, you believe the Word of God, period. That's it. The Word of God is the yea and amen. And people can say, well, isn't that too radical? No, that's how it is. If you base your life upon the Word of God, and whatever opinion you hear, you let it filter through the Word of God, then God's taking care of everything. Let me go there. I wasn't going to go there, but I'm just... And prompted to go to a scripture um, just in the context of what we are saying. Let me just pick up the scripture. Um, yeah. Yeah, listen to this in this context. 1 Corinthians 2 verse 6, however, we speak wisdom among those who are mature. He's talking to the church. Yet not the wisdom of this age. Facebook. Google. TikTok, TikTok, TikTok. Amen. Who are coming to nothing. But we speak the wisdom of God in a mystery. The hidden wisdom, listen, which God ordained before the foundation of the earth. That's the wisdom you and I should live out of. Now the Bible refers to us as trees of righteousness. Amen. So let's read on here. This is really good, good word this which none of the rulers of this age knew. For had they known, they would not have crucified the Lord of glory. But as it is written, I has not seen nor ear heard nor have entered into the heart of man the things which God has prepared for those who love him. Verse 10. But God has revealed them to us through his spirit. Listen to me. But God has revealed them to us 
What's he reveal? Your health, your wealth, your employment, your promotion, everything God has revealed. So what kind of tree are you bearing? No, that's wrong. When I went to America, they told me about something I preached here where butter went through the knife. <laughs> they didn't forget it. They reminded me when I was there. So, no, let me just go back to the word and not get myself tied up here. But God has revealed them to us through His Spirit. For the Spirit searches, come on, I don't, doesn't matter how long you've been saved. Doesn't matter if you've never preached a sermon. Doesn't matter if you've never witnessed. This is your promise. This is the beginning. This is the tree that will bear fruit. Right? Come on, look at this. But God has revealed them to us through His Spirit. For the Spirit searches all things. Yes, the deep things of God. He's writing to the Corinthians church. Do you know how carnal these people were? You must read the history on them. They were seriously carnal, and he writes this kind of truth to them? How much more us? Because remember, they were pagans. They came out of a pagan society. At least many of us grew up in a Christian country. Right? At least we had some reference to Christianity. They had zero you know, when I was at school, I never went to church, but they made me pray in assembly. <laughs> Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. I just used to blunder it out because it meant nothing to me. Now, of course, I understand the magnitude of what I was praying. But this is a people that had zero reference to the gospel. And so think about this. Look what he says. This is you and I. For the Spirit searches all things. Yes, the deep things of God. Now listen to me, family. He already knows the things of God. So who is he searching for? You and I. Yeah, I thought I could get a bit of the yes out of you, but I got nothing. This is so powerful. Every time I read this scripture, for what man knows the things of man except the spirit of man which is in him? Even so, no one knows the things of God except the spirit of God. And the Bible tells us in John 16 that he wants to reveal the things of God to us. Right? To do what? So this tree can bear fruit. For herein is the Father glorified, that you bear much fruit. So he even gives us the way to bear the fruit. Mwah. Can I get an amen? amen. I don't think whatever I say tonight is going to make an amen. But I'm going to try. I'm a persistent guy. I've been doing this for 40 years. I'm going to keep shouting at you. Now we've received not the spirit of the world. Look. Look at your neighbor. Hey, neighbor, did you know you don't have the spirit of the world? Come on. Hey, neighbor, do you know you don't have the spirit of the world? Because when you do your thinking, you think you got the spirit of the world. You don't have the spirit of the world. You have the spirit of Christ if you're born again tonight. 
Your mind may be lining up with the things of the world, but your spirit is not of the world. It's of God. Amen. Amen. Look at this. Now, we have received not the spirit of the world, but the spirit who is from God, that we might know the things that have been freely given to us by God. These things we speak, not in words of man's wisdom, but what, what man's wisdom teaches, but which the Holy Spirit teaches, comparing spiritual things with spiritual. But the natural man does not receive the things of the Spirit of God, for they are foolishness to him, neither can he know them because they spiritually discern. There's not an answer you don't have in here. You may have to sit until you get it. Because you can get it. That's what I want you to understand tonight. The Afrikaner used to, when I was growing up playing rugby with them, the Afrikaners used to say to me, because I was English, and they had a go at me, always called me Roynak or Engelsman. Um, can you imagine doing that today? You'll be taken to court, the human rights court for racism. I used to say, look, rock spiders, there's nothing I can do for you. <laughs> Come on, how the world's changed. And nobody got offended. We still played on the same team. Come on, watch this. But he who is spiritual judges all things, yet he himself is right, rightly judged of no man. So when they wanted to get a point across, they used to say, how many of you understand Afrikaans? Good Lord. Louis? So they used to say, they don't realize what they were saying. When I thought of it at school, I could understand what it was, but I had no reference to the gospel. I'm not from here. This is the English translation as per Craig Watson Dictionary. <laughs> I'm not from here. I've been sent. Do you know that each one of you are sent? Sent. Not fragrance. Sent. Verb. Doing word. Look at this. For who has known the mind of the Lord that he may instruct him? But we have the mind of Christ. Okay, let's get back to the main word. That was just an hors d'oeuvre. Can you see, family? We are so equipped. We really are so equipped. And the only restriction that we have is between our two ears. But if we allow our mind to be renewed, there's nothing the enemy can do to stop us. Nothing. So, let's get into the word here. So, go to Matthew 7. Matthew 7, verse 13 to 20. Matthew 7, verse 13 to 20. Am I right? One, yeah. 
Look at your neighbor and say, you don't want to be left the world. There's no power there. Think about what you've just said. You don't want to be like the world. There's no power there. In that apple is a fat worm. This side looks good, but when you bite in the core, out it comes. I know it's dramatic. Somebody's saying, sis. <laughs> well, why do we allow ourselves to get contaminated with the world? What's so nice about sin? Only for a season, then it kills you, man. Yeah, that's what the Bible says. So watch this. Enter by the narrow gate, for wide is the gate, and broad is the way that leads to destruction, and there are many who go by it. So when believers read that, they see it as restrictive. It's not. I've just read pretext to that scripture. The natural man does not receive the things of God, so he can't go there, but you can. You born again of the Spirit of God, washed in the blood of Jesus, you can go there. And you can go there in the fullness. Okay, Lord, I need to go there. Let's go back somewhere else. Let me see if I can find that scripture. I was meditating on it. Let me just see if I can pick that up. Yep. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Spirit of God. Look at this. Now remember the narrow way. Bump your neighbor so they don't sleep and say, the narrow way. It's not a restriction to you. It's a restriction to the world. Got it? Not. Look at this. You're born again, right? But of him you are in Christ Jesus, who became for you wisdom from God. Hello? Wisdom from God. Bible doesn't lie. When you reflect your heart into that truth, how do you feel? Shortcoming. That's because you take this by faith and you allow it to start functioning in your life. Watch this. But of him you are in Christ Jesus. We're talking about the narrow way who became for us wisdom from God and righteousness and sanctification and redemption. Narrow way, but all good. Now, if you were to drill down into all of those again and you see the treasure chest that God's waiting for you and I to unpack in the truth of His Word. Don't just read these scriptures quickly. Okay, read the word, praise the Lord, and thank you, Lord. Okay, see you later, Lord. I'm out of here. Don't do that. 
The Bible says if we meditate, we meditate. What does that mean? Well, one of the things it means is not Eastern religion. They took it from the Bible, not the other way around. Because way back in Psalms, they were told to meditate in the Word. And that means to see yourself as it says you are. To think about it. To imagine it. Being like that. Imagine that you can say, I have the wisdom of God. Hmm? Your mind might have a problem with that because it can't receive it. But as you renew your mind, then you realize, listen to me, family, there's not a problem you cannot solve in your life. Not one. If you took your situation to God, you would never have to phone a pastor. Because the counselor is in you, the Holy Ghost. Now, it might take you a bit longer because you don't know the way. And he's got to do like Hansel and Gretel or whatever his name was with the crumbs. He's got to give us little bits so that we'll follow him. But he'll keep putting it down. Say, come Come and then the pieces will get bigger. And you'll walk into the fullness of the answer that you're looking for. Now, I didn't say you mustn't phone us up and speak to us. I'm saying you don't have to do that. Okay? Sometimes when people do that, it's like a McDonald's drive through They want it quick. Now. Come on. Look at this. Enter the narrow gate. For wide is the great gate and broad is the way that leads to destruction. And there are many who go by it. Because narrow is the gate and difficult is the way which leads to life. And there are few who find it. The difficulty is the flesh. It does not want to get in submission to God. The carnal nature will remain this way until the Lord comes. The only way it's kept in check is through the ascendancy of your spirit man and the renewing of your mind. That's how you keep it in check. But I promise you, two weeks out of the word and you'll find that old man is chomping and shouting and wanting his way again. That's how it works. That's how it works. Amen. Praise the Lord. We're getting more amens. Glory to God. Beware false prophets who come to you in sheep's clothing, but inwardly they are ravenous wolves. You will know them by their fruits. Do men gather grapes from thorn bushes or figs from thistles? Even so, every good tree bears good fruit, but a bad tree bears bad fruit. A good tree cannot bear bad fruit. Hello.
me show you. The simple truth. We're not good because of us. We're good because who's in us. But his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in his law he meditates day and night. He ponders the truth of God's word by talking to himself about God's goodness. Can you see, family? It's so accessible to each one of us. It's so easy to get and stay in the presence of God. The only thing we're learning to put down is the flesh. But the more our minds become renewed to the ways of God, we won't even think of making the decision. We'll automatically draw from the resource of the word. What does the word say about this? Done. 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 But when the Spirit of God goes to fetch the Word and there's no Word, how does He counsel us? Come on, family. These things are simple. Amen. He shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that bring forth its fruit in its season, whose leaf also shall not wither, and whatever He does shall prosper. Think about that. Think about it. Come on. Think with me. Shake your head. Say, I'm awake now. Okay. Think with me. Everything that you touch prospers. And the first thing your mind did was go to your failures. But if you renew your mind to this truth, that everything you do prospers. Come on, family, you want faith? Can you believe this with me? Everything you do prospers, the Bible says. If you meditate, if you allow His Word to be the authority, can you see? A good tree cannot bear bad fruit, nor can a bad tree bear good fruit. Every tree that does not bear good fruit is cut down and thrown into the fire. Therefore, by their fruits you will know them. I'm not asking you to judge. I'm asking you to watch fruit. Let's carry on. Are you still with me? So Jesus, <coughs> excuse me, motivates his disciples to live righteously, emphasizing that such a lifestyle comes from the heart and love for God's word rather than an external code of conduct. As soon as there's 
if you do something seven times, they tell me, now I'm no psychologist, thank God, <laughs> um, but as soon as you do any psychologist in the house, I repent if you have had to walk that road. Um, but I, you need to hear this. It is so very important. What happens is if you do something seven times, so they tell me, it becomes a habit. Now, there are good habits and there are bad habits. A good habit is I'm going to spend time with the Lord. A bad habit would be God, you're getting 15 minutes because that's all I've got. Okay? So what happens here, that what we're talking about here is love and trust doesn't define itself through a code of conduct or ethics. Now, that doesn't mean you don't have, you're not ethical. That's not what I'm talking about. But in certain denominations you have a ritual that you have to walk through. And that's how they do things. Right? But not in God. The right things that you do are from the Word. And this is the lamp to your feet. Amen. Amen. When I got saved, I think if the preacher arrived like this, I'd throw him out the church. You had to have a suit, a boot, a nice suit with a tie and everything, because that made you spiritual. <laughs> when the first praise and worship guy arrived, Jav, with, with shorts, I had to be resuscitated by the Holy Ghost. <laughs> I said, Jesus, help me. <laughs> I can see his legs. <laughs> it sounds ridiculous, but it's true. It really did shake me. Come on, family. I know you would never do that because you know everything already. But I'm just trying to help you. Because something looks good on the outside, it doesn't mean it's wholesome on the inside. We are masters. We are masters, masters at this. But you see, the only thing that sustains the fruit is a character approved of God. Now, we can't make that happen, but the Word will make it work for us. So that's why the more time we spend around God, He's able to cross-pollinate things from His Word into our heart. And then the Bible speaks of approved character. Jesus warns people coming to church in sheep's clothing. Let's read on. Verse 15, go back to verse 15. Beware of false prophets who come to you 
in sheep's clothing, but inwardly are ravenous wolves. Jesus said that, not me. Jesus said in the end days, people will say to you, he's come, he's come, come here. Come, here's the Messiah. That's what Jesus said. It's going to happen. And so he's equipping us to say, don't go there. 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 So Jesus warns about people coming to church in sheep's clothing. And what it is, is a safe self-gain agenda. Their heart has found it to be expedient to be around dumb Christians. That's why I wanted to give you the wisdom first. Because I'm speaking to those categories. I'm just warning you of the other category. Are you with me? Be careful what you watch. I'm not against people watching things. But I don't have time to watch sermons. I'm busy watching the Lord in the Bible. Now, I'm not against watching sermons. I just don't have time because look at it on the pages. It just keeps going. So I'm, I'm being sermonized by the Lord. Are you with me? And I love a good preach from somebody else. So the Bible says that they come as ravenous wolves, meaning their motives are impure. And they have a detrimental effect on our life long term. So God's warning us, church. God's warning us. Be aware. Now you don't have to look at everybody through squint eyes thinking that they may be a ravenous wolf in the church you'll know very quickly. As soon as they speak, and it's self-centered, there's a warning light going on. Listen to me carefully. When people begin to draw people to themselves, it's a warning light. Hello. I'm preaching good now. Come on, family. We've got to know this stuff. We are pro-gifts. But we want to see God raise up the gift. Do you understand the difference? Amen? And we're all learning. None of us have arrived. We understand that. Can we say amen? So love them but avoid them at all costs. Just say, bless you, brother. <laughs> Amen. Because that hook gets in you. Next thing you start questioning all things about God. And you're wondering, what's going on? Why, why, why? Why am I not joyous anymore? What's happened? 
You've been around the wrong company. It's a tree that's bearing bad fruit. Now remember, in an orchard, all the trees look the same. It's only by the fruit that you know whether it's a good tree or a bad tree. So some, when we went on our road tour, some trees had big oranges. Some trees had little oranges. Now, I don't know why. I'm not the farmer. But they didn't all produce the same quality of fruit. So something in the makeup, if you took that into the context of a believer, I'm going to be finished now now. If you um, take that into, it's my wife I'm talking to. I'll give her grace. She came in very late on Friday night after nearly 26 hours in transit. <coughs> hey, blonde. I've never got you on that one in 40 years, babe. Hey? Have I? Okay. Okay, I have done it before. I didn't know. It must have been a long time ago. Is it? Okay. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Lord. So I want you to hear this. I'm going to wrap up. I want you to hear this, church. This may seem harsh, but it's the truth. And Jesus spoke it to us so we can discern what's true and what's not true. As the church, you and I, we have the Spirit of God within us to discern. We must discern carefully. Because when a doubt, a, tr a seed of doubt gets in your heart, it gets very difficult to get it out. Because most times we don't realize it's there. But doubt grows just the way faith grows. Did you know that? It's also a seed. The difference is it grows to the negative. Whereas faith grows to the positive and produces more life after itself. So, wisdom reveals the difference of behavior between religion and righteous action. So, if you walk in wisdom, you'll be able to tell the difference between those that are living after the word and the fruit of their lives and those that are living after ritual, out of religion. Now, it doesn't mean they're not sincere. So you might, somebody may be saved, but they're living out of religion. They're not spending time with God, so they watch people and say, oh, that's how it's done. Bless you, brother. Love you. It doesn't mean that it's not even a half an inch, but that's what they say in the church. So I'll say that. Right? So when you've been around religion a long time, you learn how to act it. It's very important that we, that we watch this of fruit in our lives. Amen? I'm closing. So we need to be vigilant and discerning of things that are popular or favored by worldly-minded individuals. It goes like this. Well, I don't know why you have to go to church twice on a Sunday. That's ridiculous. 
Hello. Well, you don't have to. You're quite right. But then you're living off a teaspoon. Not a tablespoon. A tablespoon of sugar gets you a lot sweeter than a teaspoon. Come on, family. You see, it's, we don't do it out of habit. God brings often these messages in the nighttime because it's the hungry and the thirsty. Now, please don't look at your brethren in the morning and go, you heathen, you're not hungry and thirsty enough. Please don't do that. That's not what we're saying. Amen. So we need to be vigilant and discerning of things that are popular or favored by worldly-minded majority. So the majority of people, if you can just remember the narrow road, if you will, we're not talking about judging. Don't judge people. Love people. Okay? But see through the narrow road. Because the majority are concentrating on worldly living. I've got to live, man. You know, I can't come to the prayer meeting. I'm working overtime because I'm short of money. Come, let me teach you about tithing. You'll never be short again a day in your life. See? But they don't want to receive that because that's not their wisdom. You got it? Come on, family. This stuff works. It's not a gimmick. The Word of God is not a gimmick. It's real life. Test those having a word for you. We don't like parking lot prophecy here. Let me just tell you publicly. What does that mean? When you get in the coffee shop, you go, I don't know. While I was in church, tonight, the Lord spoke to me. You should go to Siberia. <laughs> Come on. It happens. It happens. It's dangerous. People take an exhortation and they turn it into a prophetic word. Be careful. Do you know the difference? What an exhortation is and what a prophetic word is. We probably need to go there. But this is what I'm going to try and help you as we close. This part. Yo. Test the word they've given you by the fruit of their life. Listen to me from this day forth. Test the word they've given you by the fruit of their life. Let me help you unpack it. Example, their lifestyle. Where do they spend Saturday night? In horror movies but they're ready for Sunday morning prophecy. How's that work? Proverbs 4, take care of your heart. For it's the candle of the Lord. So what are we feeding our heart? Can you see, family? Second one, character. Is there yay, yay? 
and then nay, nay, always, not sometimes. When they give you their word, do they mean it or not? Character, so that's one attribute of character. Teaching. The Bible warns against those who want to be teachers, for they will be responsible for more before the king if they have taught incorrectly. Can you see? That's why you stay with the word, not your word. And the influence in their life over an extended period of time. I'm talking years. There was a man of God that made the following statement. Served the Lord a long time. And he said, if somebody comes to me and prophesies over me, he needs to have a 40-year track record. And then I'll start to consider it and plenty of word to back up what he's saying. Can you see? Now, Durban has become prophecy mecca of South Africa. This is where it happens. Everybody's prophesying over everybody. But nobody's going anywhere. Something's wrong with those words. So don't, you might have an exhortation that's not a prophetic word. An exhortation is an encouragement. Also backed up by the word, amen. Can you see, family? So don't just listen to word. When I was in America, and I always, it's always quite nerve-wracking when God does these things. But while I was in America, the Lord gave me a word for a man, which was like, he's over here, and my word's over here. And so I gave him the word. I said, I need to give this word to you while your wife's here. And she goes, I told you, that's what I got. God confirmed it. But his eyes were turning, watching me. Now that, what is this guy talking about? Can you see? God will always confirm a prophetic word. And that word that I gave him was backed up by three long scriptures. Certainly two, I think it was three Long passages of scripture like this that I read to him. I said, now you take this word, this word, not my word, this word, which is the backup. And meditate on it. And that's when I'd given the word. that The wife spoke up and said, that's what I told you. And God was very specific on the type. Of business. Doesn't always do that. Can't you see, family? Because you're playing with people's lives. It's very serious. It's very serious. You know? But if the gift is functioning properly, 
then it can be so beneficial to the individual and help them so much. Amen? Amen. God bless you.